It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Still living like that! Turn the air con off! Ugh. That's the, that's the intro, so we should get straight into it. <laughs> oh, it's the Luke and Pete show. I'm just going to show you my stocks. I've got a, a stocks and shares ISA. Uh, nice. Luke, uh, a, very, very a, very, a very modest sum. And let me tell you, my investments, <laughs> just just look at the reds. Yeah. Look at the reds everywhere. I don't even need to see the numbers. Yeah. The red colour. This tells me yeah. everything I need to know. Here's my hit. So imagine this is MSNBC. I've got like a rolled up white shirt and a tie and maybe yeah. a tie clip. And I'm going, guys, don't buy Expedia, High Tide, Helium One Global, Thunderbridge 3, which I thought sounded a bit like Mad Max. They've all fucking tanked. Online blockchain. Waste of money. A lot of them. Yeah. There we go. Um, I hope we're not sponsored by any of them, are we? <laughs> that might also be what's tanked With it. any luck. With any yeah. luck we are and were. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the sponsors listen. I reckon we get away with all kinds of daring doing nonsense. I agree. I, agree. <laughs> I, I think you're right. And and in this in, in this um, thought experiment where I'm imagining you mm. on MSNBC with your sleeves rolled up, mm. have you still got the, the ponytail? <laughs> yeah, the, I think uh, people would find the ponytail untrustworthy. And in fact, I was with... A... Most untrustworthy haircuts? Are you saying ponytail on a man of 40? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Are you doing it on purpose? Emo, like emo hair as well. on a, like, uh, uh, Other mistrusty uh, haircuts. Man from Manchester in his 40s with an Ian Brown do. Oh, yeah. Or one of those feathered um, lead singer of the jam jobs. Yeah, I've got huge opinions on the whole mod hair scene. Mm. I think... Um, Awful. Oh, mate. <laughs> you just summed up in one word. Awful. I've got nothing else to say just now. Awful. I, I think it's a... I, this is my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. And some of our international listeners are going to have to look this up. Um, but they, they, we, they can do that. Um, my personal opinion is a terrible look anyway. Right, right? yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But there's something particularly... I'm going to say tragic about the idea that they're projecting that they're just holding on to it far too long. So Paul Weller's mm. hair has never looked worse. I'm being serious. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. There's nothing wrong with Paul Weller. I know he's the mob father. I know he, he's not particularly to my taste, but he's done what he's done and he deserves a huge amount of respect for what he's achieved. And he's still working. He's still working. Nothing wrong with having a, just getting your hair, hair cut and just being, uh, aging gracefully. Mm. Uh, yeah. Age gracefully like Mick Jagger. <laughs> 
<laughs> Who am I to say age gracefully? Like, what, what a pompous thing to say. You guys need to age gracefully. <laughs> With your football podcast. Yeah. <laughs> People are listening to this going, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Have you seen talking, this? They were talking about puke and piss and shit later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Age gracefully, <laughs> Luke. I walk into a studio, age 40, singing, here comes the hot stepper. It should, no, but I think we had originally started off talking about least trusted haircuts. Yeah. And I think that is going to be up there. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, it's Scullet? Scullet. Yeah. Mm, Scullet's kind of just, you, you, you've got a decision to make and you've not made it just yet, I think. That's fair yeah. to say. But I was with uh, a friend who moved to New York, moved to actually Modesto, California, and then moved back to New York. Doesn't matter. Brought his uh, family over a few weeks friends. ago. <laughs> I've got international okay, friends, mate. I've I've met people in chat rooms on the internet. Just say it's your friend. IRQ. Don't say don't say where they lived. It sounds Literally impressive. my oldest friend. Okay. But he went to uh went to America. Hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's uh and he uh, he brought his his little kid and his little kid is wonderfully uh lovely little girl. She's very sort of like um expressive, very precaution kind of like lovely yeah. little girl. But she's Great got this, news. She's got a strong New York accent, which is amazing. Nice. Uh, Uncle Peter, Uncle Peter. That's nice. Um and she says, uh, "Why have you got? Why have you got your hair like that? Yeah. Um, why have you got your uh, hair in a ponytail? Um, we've been told that uh, we're not to talk to men who have ponytails. <laughs> Good parents. And yeah, but that wasn't the parents. They didn't say that. Right. She'd just been told at school or something never to trust a man with a ponytail. It's, it's, it's confusing for a child of that age if they're being taught proper good robust." life advice like that yeah and the next thing that happens is they meet you <laughs> <laughs> she also said that I was going to have um, a, a Chinese baby okay which is confusing just Perceptive. very good news, news to my partner to Perceptive. be honest so perspective um, um, I was once with um, Bets my niece mm. and she said quite loudly in a where were we I think in a playground she pointed at an older lady and mm. said Uncle Loki that lady's got very yellow teeth. Oh, yeah. Well, look, what's she had? She did, to be fair. But you know, what I'm saying is, the kids at that age have got no filter, have they? No, no, no. They Absolutely haven't. Absolutely no filter. No. So I like long hair on a on a kid, a boy. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like we're talking, right. about, we're talking about haircuts. Right. So it's, it's a trend. Oh, when now. when when kids are like the boys have like long hair. Yeah. Very very long hair. So yeah. Our friend Rupert, both mm. his boys have got long hair. Right. It's really cool. But he's like, he's just making a couple of South American footballers, isn't he? That's that's basically the look, isn't I it? I think he genuinely has given them like South American footballer names. <laughs> well. He has. Yeah. Yeah. And he, got, he gets away with it. But I'd like to know from parents, is it, is it, is it more difficult to manage? I'm sure presumably it is. Bath oh, time's a nightmare mate. for kids. We don't have kids. We don't have to deal with that. Well, kids, you don't have to wash their hair every... They don't have a bath every night, do they? Nah. I don't, it's not, not bath time every nah. night. But once, I, I, I eat once every... Six months. I'm I'm finding it very difficult not to have knots in my hair. I started using conditioner. Turns out that's a thing. Yeah, uh, and that really gets rid of the knots. Who knew? Yeah, I use a bit of conditioner sometimes. Yeah, I have to, we would go for very different types of shampoo. You and I. Well, I was I was growing. Yeah, I agree. Because yours is thinner and finer. Was but I was thicker. still growing like weird dreadlocks. Um, I was I pulled out a big dreadlock out of my hair. Um, when I was on Wrestle Me, and Mark remarked that I've been down at the, the coast for like three months. You've been fucking serious. <laughs> it's a little dreadlock just artificially grown in my hair. Because you've done a lot of stuff over the years. Yeah. Which I, you would not put a dreadlock past me, I would think. No, but well, I was going to say that I think, you know, it's easy to say that, you know, what other people get up to as a consenting adult is their business. Mm. And on paper, that's absolutely right. And that's exactly how I think you should but approach things. But you'll happily things. weigh in on my decisions. No, because I think in practice, I've had to live with it for a long time. <laughs> and it, it, you know, they say about people's plans, they don't, suffer, they don't, they don't, no. um, they don't survive the first contact with the enemy. So, <laughs> but I think I would probably draw the line if you turned up with dreadlocks. Yeah. 
It was something that I explored when I was about 18 and I had long hair. I was like, how do I turn these into dreadlocks? Because the drummer from One Minute Silence had some wonderful white guy dreadlocks. I don't think white men should have dreadlocks. Oh, I think it's fine. Do you? No. <laughs> Always terrible. Always terrible. I can think of the bass player of the Levelers who had committed to his dreadlocks, to be fair. They were fucking massive. They well, were like that's their knees. look, though, isn't it? That's very much their look. I told you about my uh, encounter with him at the um, Cambridge Folk yeah, Festival. Yeah, you, you wouldn't yeah. let them on stage. I didn't. I didn't know who he was. Well, that, I mean, you would have had a good idea if the guy had massive dreadlocks. That guy's probably in or sur- surrounds himself with the levelers. Yeah. But but the point is, if he had surrounded himself with the levelers, it doesn't mean he's got a right to be there. Ironically, it's a bit of a leveler, wasn't it? <laughs> it was yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, Luke, are you familiar with the milk crate challenge? Not really. I, I, I kind of I've seen a bit of it on Instagram. Yeah, it's it's. Wonderful. Explain to people what it is. It's um, a big pyramid. Not really pyramid. What would you call it? Like a um, a bar graph. <laughs> it goes up yeah, and down okay. uh, of milk of of, of um, ascending numbers of milk crates and then descending numbers of milk crates down to you know one up to five and then down. And so they're really wobbling. You've got to go over them. You got to get. You got to clamber over them. It looks really uh, as painful. Best you can. It looks really painful. I just so many sort of sprained wrists so many broken elbows so many smashed up knees yeah. oh it's got a lot it's got a lot it's in there it's a young person's game it's a, it's a young person's yeah. game you'd still have a go though wouldn't you I no, still, I'd be frightened I still think I'm quite light on my light on my feet but I'm really really not at 40 you're definitely lighter on your feet than I am but I think that <laughs> I think that you would hurt yourself yeah no. anyway but what, what what about it well some uh, some guy has uh, basically he's uh, an intelligent chap um, Dr. Nemaya Mabry an engineer uh, from America he's basically um, basically just studied uh, why the milk crate challenge is a fool's errand so to speak has anyone like- ever done it Oh yeah, a few people have managed it. Okay, but it's very, very difficult. And yeah. literally, I mean, I would say out of all the videos I've watched of the milk crate challenge, you know, this is a this is a thing that's you know probably about you know twenty weeks old, but I'm just picking up on it uh, recently. Um, that's quite quick for me. I'll be fucking, <laughs> how excited would I be if I came in at that point? <laughs> you just discovered milk, yeah. uh, and uh, yeah, it, it, like he just basically goes through why uh, they're so unstable, why uh, you shouldn't attempt it, and why he's not going to attempt it. So it's, I won't play it out, but. It's it's well worth a watch. Uh, why you'll fail the milk crate challenge is a wired video. Uh, and it's, Do you have uh, it's, it's like a particular type of milk crate they have in the US, right? Because I've never seen those crates here. Oh, I have. It, you know what? They're those milk crates that you would have seen back in the day for milk, but also um, uh, lemonade that the milk uh, the milkman used to sell. So I or used the tea to, man. I used to work on the dairy section of Asda. Mm. Oh, but that's all like big four pinters, isn't it? Plastic. Well, it's it's. Actually, your one pint, your two pint, your four pint, your six pint, oh, mate. Right, okay. Yeah. Six uh, pint? How big is that? Oh, yeah. It's, you, you, you would have seen a six pinter. Oh, right. It looks like slightly longer. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And, anyway, um, and my job used to be, uh, it was awful because obviously I was 17 and all I wanted to do was go to the pub and I didn't want mm. to get up early, but I had to start at six. You tell a 17-year-old they got to start at six, that's harsh. That's a, that's a staying up hour, isn't it? Oh, big time. And um, anyway, what I used to have to do is, because the, the milk would be tra- brought down in the lorries overnight, and so when you got to the big, and this Asda was a big Asda, um, it, you, the big, the big um, goods yard out the back, I mean, mm. it was massive, and this lorry would be waiting there, and the guy would bring all the milk off, and then you'd have to take it. And most of the time, because it was so early in the morning, it would still be cool enough for it just to be set out in the goods yard, but then you had to put it in the fridge. Mm. And then you have to bring them to, and they're on these like, metal trolleys. You've probably seen them in the supermarket. Yeah. And all you do, actually, is you 
unhook the front flap of the metal trolley and you put the whole metal trolley in. Oh, of course, yeah. So, so you, you don't have to touch the milk. No, nah, no. Nah. Which is frequently just burst. But as I'll tell you about my mate Lewis, who works in the fruit and veg section and also started at six and we'd be the only two people there and he would spend all his time pelting me with fruit. <laughs> yeah, It would be like a that. fucking battlefield. <laughs> so that's whatever I think of whenever I think of like milk crates and yeah. milk stuff. And sometimes you would be moving the milk in really... Um, quickly and it hit a bump in the goods yard because it was really poorly concrete it just goes everywhere the whole thing would tip oh Luke. it was pretty full on it sounds very it's a bit like die hard isn't it what yeah <laughs> yeah fraught with danger yeah working at safeway was the coolest job one of the coolest jobs i've had yeah. and working at asda was one of the hardest even though there were similar supermarkets literally across the road from each other do you um think about where your future lies Luke? because i'm constantly worried that um everything's gonna fall to shit and i'm gonna have to get a proper job and i just yeah. think well, you wouldn't be able to do a proper job, though. I, I would. Well, you wouldn't be able to do one. What do you mean? Uh, well, I, I think like, there's loads of proper jobs I could do. Right. And I can't think of any you could do. Okay, fair do. Because yeah. you wouldn't want to. Not because you haven't got the talent or because you're not clever. No, no, but I have to. It's, it's, you don't have to. Like, I, I'm, I can... I no, nah, can... you'd be one of those geezers who um, you just see cutting about. <laughs> the plastic bag. Just cutting about. Oh, so, hang on. So, my, my future is just homeless man. <laughs> Just hope that I, no one else will indulge no. me, so just homeless man. Okay, well, listen, we'll do it another way then, because people will just think I'm being harsh. Mm. Uh, okay, do it another way. Give me three jobs that you'd quite like to do that are proper normal jobs if you couldn't do this, and I'll tell you straight away whether you could do them or not. AV technician in a college. Just setting up projectors. Oh, they, they, wouldn't have, they wouldn't have you. What do you mean? They, they wouldn't have what do you, you mean? I don't think you not would... Not CRB fit. checked. No, CBT? <laughs> well. which, which one is it? I can't remember. <laughs> What's the moped one? What's the moped one? one? Give me that one. Yeah. Um, but you wouldn't like the hours? Regular hours? Right. You wouldn't like that? What do you mean? Reporting in to people that you don't like? Yeah, you wouldn't like that. that. Yeah, but reporting in. Like, that, yeah, I'd just have my own little section. I'd you be the AV technician. You would spend all your time being brilliant at AV tech, but you would tell everyone you were shit at it, and oh. you wouldn't last very long. Right, okay. Then the next one. Oh, God. Taxi driver? Now I can drive. Get him in the back of the Fiat, nah, covered in dog hair. You're so you're so buzzed that you've recently passed your test. You think you'd be good at that, but I don't think you wouldn't have the patience. <laughs> I'd have the chatter. I'd have loads of balls of sweets, and I'd probably let people off without paying because I'm nice. Okay, so again, you're going to last about three weeks because you run out of money. It's my car, my rules, mate. <laughs> what are your okay. rules? Like you just pay for everything? Yeah. All right, a taxi driver. You, I tell you right. what, then you could be a taxi driver. Right. Okay. Good. And would you enjoy it? Would you do nights or days? Uh, nights, please. Yeah, never yeah, do days. Nights. Yeah, no, no, never no. do days. But then nights, you'd have to do, choose a village or a town yeah. where there wasn't so much. No, no, I think that's wrong. I think if what, you choose can, a city, I think if you're doing it in London, you've got to do nights. If you're yes. doing it in a small town, you could do days. The traffic's not bad. Oh, nights would be like kind of taxi ta- taxi cab confessions or something. It'd be really sexy. No, you and think pukey. you think it'd be a combination of taxi driver the movie and pornos, but it would actually be you cleaning up sick all the time. Yeah, because you'd be too mainly mine to people to do it. Oh my, yeah, exactly. Sorry, strong I'm quite perfume. <laughs> you drive it. I thought yeah. I liked. I thought I liked this. I don't. I don't like it yeah. at all. It's horrible. Well, would you? So I think you could be a taxi driver. Would you like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I just, do they just make good money? Do they? I I would have one of those headsets on and I'd just be listening to my music all the time. Yeah. That, is that illegal? Is that naughty? I don't know. Mate. Because you're allowed to have your music up really high, aren't you? I don't think there's much that, uh, for example, certain Uber drivers wouldn't get away with. Mm. You know, I, 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 my, my perfect one would probably be some kind of, I just like, I know you're going to laugh at this, but I promise you, I'd just quite like to work in a bookshop slash cafe in the middle of a small little town that had no customers. So I'd like to be Is that a, a job? 
Well, I'd like to be in a position where I didn't need the money. So if I, so if I was the, in, if I was the, your bank manager, like you've just done no, the I'm, bank I don't manager need, job I, I don't need a loan because I'm, I'm wealthy already. Well, then I wouldn't have a job then if I was wealthy already. I just and this brings us full wank circle. Wank and cry. <laughs> no, this brings us full circle. You are a bloke who, in the future, will just spend your time cutting about. All right, then I'll cut about. You That'll be that the guys money. going. That guy. <laughs> you bought everything. I do on flyers. <laughs> I, have a, I have a need. Of, you, I have an Amazon. So you wouldn't do taxi drivers because it would get in the way of you going to the car boot sale. I, t- <laughs> I told you. I, in my little office, I set up two cameras just because I had them kicking yeah, around. I know. What's that about? And I think that you, as, as I've said to regular, I've said regularly on this show, and the listeners will be familiar with this. You think about things not at all or too much. Yeah. And I think taxi driver. This is what I'm saying. This is how it applies to general life. AV technician. You would do a really complicated setup, mm. and then you wouldn't remember it or something. Yeah. Taxi driver, you take a really convoluted route because mm. you second guess yourself about trying to give the best service. Yeah, and you'd be like, "Oh, no, I need to avoid all the traffic," and you go around the houses, and no one would end be up happy. in the Thames. Maybe, yeah, maybe on the mud flats. I'll tell you what, that people used to do that for a job. You know that? What? Just hang out in the mud flats. They used to call them mudlarks. Right. They used to do it down in Portsmouth as oh, well. Oh, just like taking stuff out the out the Thames, it valuable be, stuff, scrap. Yeah. So places like Portsmouth Harbour and the te- banks of the Thames mm. are so um, rich in history that people would make a serious, like, well, not a serious living, but they would survive mm. down there doing that kind of stuff. And then, and I remember actually, I mean, I must have been very, very young. I remember kids being down the mud flats at Portsmouth Harbour and people chucking them pennies and stuff. Oh, yeah, but I remember sort of. Uh... Yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I think I would quite enjoy uh, magnet fishing. Yeah, you've talked which about I think, before. Which yeah. I think might be illegal. I'm not sure in certain certain waterways. But you've you, talked you very about all kinds of stuff. Lovely stuff. Would you not like a life on the high seas? I do watch the ships come in and come out. There was a, there was a big cargo ship coming in from China uh, yesterday while I was having a, a cup of tea. And so I'm eating a lot of oysters at the moment. Yeah. We've got a mate who's got a, 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 an incredible uh, lust for eating as many oysters as possible. I'm I'm getting there, Luke. I'd, any excuse to put Tabasco on something, I am hammering oysters just, at the moment. Just Tabasco, is it? Just Tabasco, maybe that vinegary stuff they put on it. Yeah. Oh, thinking about it now, it's just making me salivate a little They bit. put that vinegar on the whelks as well, don't they? Very, yeah. very nice. Mm. That, that, that old-fashioned shellfish, I like, I'm a fan of that as well. Mm. My, as I said to you before, my um, my American family have got um, an amazing oyster place on Cape Cod. Mm-hmm. Uh, which many say are the finest oysters in the world, and they bring loads of them down all the time. I tried Delicious. to get a video. Of, I got a video of them doing the sh- oyster shucking competition between each because two brothers. Um, but my phone got stolen, didn't it? So I lost uh, the fucking video. But it's brilliant. The yeah, um, but yeah, you know, back in the day, particularly from where we're from, Hartlepool and Portsmouth, mm. seaside towns respectively. Um, I reckon back in the day, you go back to uh, maybe go back five hundred years. If you committed a crime in your town, say you had a bit of a fight or whatever, yeah. and you ended up accidentally killing a man, which I'm, I'm led to believe happened quite a lot back in the day, mm. um, lo- part, of the, part of the thing they might say is they might say to you, listen, mate, you, say you were 18 at the time, you were unmarried, you know, you've got no dependents, just get yourself on a boat, get yeah, out of here. Just get out of here. Join the get army, dodge, join yeah. the navy, whatever. Mm. Come it's, back a different guy. It's not going to be a great life whenever mm. you come back at all, mm. um, but get yourself on a boat. And that was that. And you'd live a life of the high seas for a few years, maybe, and you eventually come back. And you know it all would be all would be forgotten. Twenty one days, China to uh, England on the boat on the old cargo ships. What now? Twenty one days, yeah, twenty one days, yeah. Um, that wasn't isn't the um the boat that's down on the Thames. I forget the name of it now. The Cutty Sark. Mm. That was a tea clipper, wasn't it? That used to be so fucking fast. It was like a legendary boat. <laughs> and the captain of it and all the crew used to make bets with whatever, in whatever port they were. They could beat other ships back. Oh right, it'd okay. be so fast. Uh, but it's, it's amazingly, I think it's the case. It's a beautifully built ship. Like a powerboat. 
Yeah, it is a good looking boat. Of its time. Of its Frequently time. burns down. Yeah. Do you reckon you'd be a good sailor back in the day? I'm not talking about now, I'm talking about back in the day. <sighs> yeah, I think so. I like travel. Um, I've got some pretty decent sea legs as long as I don't look at my mobile phone. Usually fine. We went out when we did, uh, when I went to, uh, went to Ishinomaki, uh, the place that was hit quite badly with uh, the uh, earthquake and the, and the yeah. tsunami mm. uh, a few years ago uh, with Chris Broad and I was having a lovely time. Chris less so. Oh, you told less me. He got really seasick, didn't he? He got really seasick. There's no feeling like seasickness. If you've, not ever, if you've never had seasickness, it is the worst. I used to go out, I'm fishing for mackerel with my mate Paul when I was a kid and his dad. And they had this little boat, and he would go out fishing for mackerel all the time. It's like mm. a thing. He'd buy, get loads of them out just the other side of the Isle of Wight, mm. get a load of mackerel, stick them in a cool box, and he'd freeze them, and then he'd, they'd just eat them. Yeah. That'd be like their thing. Um, which is a good idea. Mm. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think there are any restrictions on the amount you could catch or whatever. And I was about fucking eight, so I didn't matter. <laughs> um, and um, I went out loads of times, but the first two or three, Pete, I'm telling you, my God. Mm. This, it's like. It's, it's not, it doesn't do itself enough justice to just say you're sick. Yeah. You, you're hot, you just you want to fucking die. You feel so bad. There's an episode of um, that Carl Pilkington show, An Idiot Abroad, where he goes out on a fishing vessel and he's just lying on the floor, like green mm. and being sick all the time. And I remember thinking, I sh- and everything else I found p- about Carl Pilkington back then, I found funny. I just couldn't bring myself to laugh at it because I'd been in that position and it was just awful, <laughs> awful stuff. Me and my, and my mate Paul, because he hadn't got his sea legs at that point either. I remember having this, one of those bands that you put on your wrist to help, help seasickness. Oh, like I, sort of like yeah, bronze or something. Yeah, yeah. I had taken, taken tablets. <laughs> I had done what um, his old man who was a sailor had said and focused on the horizon for like an hour without taking my eyes off and I was still just yakking oh, everywhere. I remember the, I remember kids going on a school trip, they'd take certain, is it whelks or something? It was some kind of... Um, uh, like sort of motion sickness tablets mm. that made this kid fucking hallucinate. So in our school, oh, there was yeah. one particular brand of... Uh, Not uh, Larium. That was for malaria. That makes you really fuck, fucked up. Oh, no, no, no. We were only going to London. It wasn't really a, on, <laughs> on a coach for eight hours. I yeah. mean, malaria possibly a, yeah. an issue, but yeah. Well, he, <laughs> got, he got really ill off it. He got really, he got like really, like could see see his family and stuff on the, on the bus. <laughs> it's still being good stead of that, that fishing those fishing trips because Ooh. when I was 13 I went on a rugby tour to the Channel Islands and uh, we were on the boat mm. and the whole squad was ill and I wasn't mm. ill because I got my sea, sea legs, legs at that sea point. legs but you lose them again you know that right so you, if you I, mean, I think if I went again now I probably would have lost them I don't think they stay forever I think you just eat oysters every lunchtime like I've been doing recently you just you get them back listen it makes a break from steak tartare <laughs> uh, which is, you are a man I've never I think you have eaten more steak tartare than every other person I've met put together Mm, yeah, it, it's delicious, isn't it? It's very nice. Yeah. Let's have a break, Pete. Mm-hmm. G- get a couple of oysters down you. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we're going to do some emails. There's some absolute belters this week, actually. I'm really looking forward to them. So stick around for those, and we'll be back in just a sec. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. People of the U.S., great news. The Formula One Circus is coming to Miami this weekend, and we've got everything you need to know on P1 with Matt and Tommy, the Formula One podcast from Stack. It doesn't matter if you're an F1 veteran or hardly watch a race. If you want a fun breakdown of the biggest stories from this weekend's race, we've got you covered. Join us for previews and reaction episodes from practice, qualifying and the race itself, plus our full Driver Rankings podcast early next week. You'll be armed with enough info to make you look like a bona fide expert when the race rolls back around next year, or at least when you see your friends next week. Search P1 with Matt and Tommy in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Hello, it's a Logan Pete Shaw. I'm Pete Donaldson, and it is a Monday the 10th. No, not the 10th. That's it's not the 13th. The it's the 13th. Yeah. Sorry, looking at the wrong part of the calendar. No that's, how, that's not how calendars work, though, is it? No. You've got to look on the right day. You've looked, explain a lot, though. It was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we've got a lot of emails to get yeah. through, uh, and we've got some absolute belters. Do you want to uh, hit me up with uh, Malcolm's? Because you seem very keen on that one, I believe. Yeah, I like Malcolm's yeah. email. Um, he's right. emailed to hello at lukeandpeteshow.com, and we're bloody happy that he has. Um, so hello to you, Malcolm. You are very welcome here. Um, he says, hello, Luke and Peter. Long time listener, first time emailer. We like to hear that. I love the idea that people have listened for a long time and they mm-hmm. thought, you know what? You've just tickled me there. I've mm. got something for you. I'm going to send it in. It's inexplicable that we're getting new emails at this point. It's amazing. In my opinion. It is amazing. <laughs> uh, and I will run out of Gmail addresses sooner rather than later. Um, <laughs> and Malcolm says, uh, this Monday's episode, and more specifically, the harrowing story about a son, a mother, and a massive pornography stash, that was obviously last Monday, mm-hmm. brought back a dismal memory of my own. The year was 2016, and I'd recently returned to living with my parents in northern Ontario, Canada, after a gap year farming in the Canadian prairies. What, <laughs> Full on. what a life this is. Full on. Uh, my parents at the time were in their late 50s and by no means tech savvy. This was no more apparent than when one autumn day, my mum confronted me, asking me why I was watching videos of busty milfs oh. on her brand new iPad. Not on a brand new iPad. Yeah. Come on, use an old one for the busty yeah. milfs. Let it, you know, bed it in first. The B-milfs. Um, I was shocked at the claim and to be honest, trying to think if in fact it was me. <laughs> it's highly possible in the hormonally inflamed state of my late teens. Nonetheless, I emphatically denied the claims and while being pressed by my mother as to why I was viewing this smut, my English expat father timidly appeared behind her whispering, dear, it was me. Come on. Honesty. Honesty. Yeah, that's what you important. want. It's very important. Yeah. Um, Malcolm says, my mother stopped in her tracks 
and no doubt out of complete embarrassment went their, they both went their separate ways like any good family and we've never mentioned it again please God let's use our incognito modes delete that history and exit those tabs Pete any more tips on that from you? Yeah I would have possibly taken my uh, wife aside I got confused with Busty Milk then I would have taken do, my Busty Milf aside Malcolm do get in touch if your mum is a Busty Milf um <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, uh, yeah, or maybe the iPad was a reflection of our own face. I'm, get, I'm getting in yeah. too deep here. I'm trying to yeah. clamber my way out. That's um, the problem, I think, with the porn. I would have taken. I would have taken uh, my wife aside and, and explained uh, what had happened. Uh, but Malcolm would always have been in the dark. Malcolm would never have known that I was viewing the busty bills. No, you, mm. so you're saying that you did self-preservation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Malcolm goes on to say, on the side that my father was a real character, and I think you guys would enjoy. Him. Uh, he was born and raised in a small town in Essex outside Colchester, and his younger years were spent loving soul music, football, and holidays in Spain and Italy. In his mid-twenties, in the late seventies, he went to my hometown in Canada, population five hundred, to visit an aunt. During a parade, he met my mum, who was chauffeuring him for some reason. Uh. He then proposed to her in a canoe after only a week, and moved her in the coming months to England to get married. He moved her. <laughs> I will move you now. <laughs> And then I will make a milf of you. <laughs> oh, you are busty. Uh, and after some years, they moved back to Canada. He worked as, as, among other things, a lumberjack, a boat mechanic, a snow clearer, and is now a successful industrial electrician. Yeah. This Ponzi Essex boy has turned into a true frontiersman and has become a huge part of his community. He also has hobbies that I think you would uh, be interested in, including once, uh, once purchasing an entire blacksmith shop. Cole and Anvil only to keep all in his shed and never use it what a man I look up, I look up to him I love him he's my hero love the show lads Malcolm a lovely heartwarming absolute dad what other show would you start with Busty Mills and, and get end to with a hero man, worshipping of your dad in the blacksmith shop a man buying an entire blacksmith shop Cole Anvil and he never never using it my dad it's bought, a bit I of told everyone. you my dad bought an Anvil didn't I yeah but he's used it though hasn't he no he just um, de-rusted de it right polished it up and then sold it on so okay. you bought it for two quid. How did he de um how did he de uh, rust it? Just d- dipped it in chemicals. Not sure really. Mm. No, not, it's not really my area. Right. Yeah, as Angle my wife grinder. constantly tells me. I'm terrible yeah. at that kind of stuff. But I, I told you on the show, I, I called him the day before we did the show. Mm. And I was like, all right, all right, Dad. He's like, Yeah, not bad. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm de-rusting an anvil. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't expect it. No. You don't expect it. No. It was as surprising to me. As Malcolm's accusation of, of, of viewing busty MILFs mm. was to him. It was a cracking email. Thank you, Malcolm. Please email us again. Just send us a picture of your frontiersman dad. Yeah. Can I just say as well, you could tell, dare I say, Pete, and hopefully you'll be on board with this, mm. if, the, if the Google search was, quote, busty MILFs, mm. it's an older bloke doing it. Yeah. Because it's quite a weird thing to type in, isn't it? Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's not... I think it's um, quite wholesome when an older man... Uh, looks for older women on the internet. <laughs> Speaking of experience, I just think it is. I just think it's. I think it's quite charming. Yes, it's your taxi driver chat. Again. I just think <laughs> <laughs> that burned down. <laughs> yeah, God. the best. The best ever taxi chat I had was a guy in Liverpool who asked me if I knew who the Beatles were. Yeah, so it's 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 a high stakes question, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, no. Yeah, is is he so insular? That he's not sure if the Beatles have travelled beyond Liverpool. Uh, but he would surely, surely know their penetration because they're all over the city. They're like, well, this must be everywhere else if he's never left Liverpool. 
But you, no, but if you never left Liverpool, you probably don't think much about Liverpool. Right, he probably thinks this is the biggest band in Liverpool. Yeah, and that's yeah. all he matters, all he cares about. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got a message from Phil. Uh, hello, looking Pete. After your recent discussion of whether to strip or not to strip, I thought I'd chuck in my two penneth. My oh, wife the and bed, I the bed stripping, you mean? Yeah, sorry, yes, yes, yeah. bed stripping. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I run a guest house in the Lake District, and so we see the states people leave their rooms on a daily basis. Generally speaking, things are usually not not too bad, and we're always grateful when guests have a bit of a tidy up before they check out rubbish in the bin, use towels in the bath, that sort of thing. Strip of the bed, though, always raises suspicions. Yeah. Um, it yeah. makes us wonder what you've done to those sheets that you're trying to hide or what were you looking for underneath that you thought you'd find. Ah. Uh, but more so than that, you've paid to be there. It's your holiday. Let us take care of the cleaning. Leave the stripping of sheets to the weirdos on fauna bed. Uh, it's not a major issue. Everything gets stripped and cleaned away regardless of who's done it. But uh, as I've had a long summer of just this issue, I thought I'd share the guest house owner's perspective. Much love to you both, Phil. I mean, that is a catchment of one, really, isn't it? That, 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 that's, that's one person saying that. I would like to hear from more people who've worked in the hotel industry. Yeah. I think someone who has to clear an entire building of beds, you know, someone who just works in a big, massive building of a big hotel that has a hundred uh, bedrooms to service every every yeah. single day. They might appreciate the help. But you're a stripper, I'm not a stripper. Yeah. And that's the, that's the divide here. Yeah. And I would see it from this point of view, I would think, obviously, it's as you've described there, it's a very labour-intensive, tough job. Mm. And the people who do it have my immense respect because it's not something I'd be able to do. Mm. Um, but I wonder if you go into a hotel room when someone's checked out, you see the bed laid out there, you know what you're dealing with. Yeah. If it's all bundled up and stripped already, you mm. think, Jesus, what am I actually dealing with here? Is there going to be something unspeakable in among all these sheets? Mm. Yeah, is, it, true. is there going to be stuff I don't really want to deal with? So straight away, if I see the bed already stripped by someone else, I'm going straight for the gloves. Right, okay. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that probably makes and sense. And is that an impression you want to give to a cleaning member of the cleaning staff? <laughs> member of the cleaning community. Because you're the one who strip, strips the bed. I don't well, do I, if I've got half an hour and I've done everything else and, I, and I've got like 10 minutes left, I'll strip the bed because I've got time. I'll just like, well, I'll That's help never out. happened. What do you mean? I've I've been in many a hotel with you and that's never happened. Because we're too busy fucking. Don't worry about it. <laughs> You've Don't got worry no, you, about it. There's no way you swan through life with a load of extra time on your hands doing that kind of thing. I, I do when it's uh, when I my name's above the Airbnb door. So to speak. Oh, see what you mean? Okay, I've yeah. got to make sure because my mates Stakes are, are higher. absolute pigs, absolute pigs. Yeah. So my my friend, weirdly enough, so Phil's guest house, we should say, is Dome House in Windermere, a lovely part of the world. I've visited Windermere, mm-hmm. and it looks magnificent. So if you're ever in the lakes, do go check them out. So there you go. Read Phil. the reviews. A, a free plug for Ooh. you. There. It's very well reviewed. I checked. It's it. very well reviewed. Um, yeah. So so yeah, the Dome House. Uh, check it out. Or just Dome House, I should say. But my other friend, who's also called Phil, um, he runs a guest house as well. And he mm. said to me over a pint once, he was like, you, you wouldn't believe some of the states people leave this stuff in. Yeah. But he, he said, like, he's got a beautiful guest house up in um, off near Loch Ness. And he spent ages on it. And they own the building. They've It's beautifully, like, luxuriously um, painted and decorated and looked after. It's got standalone baths, everything. Right. Very much top end. He said, I think he said to me, I hope I'm not misquoting him, but he said to me, I think, a couple of days, Pete, after he finished the final bedroom in the house, the nicest one, the eighth of the eight bedrooms or whatever, beautiful roll-top standalone bath. He said, like, two days later, someone fucking flooded the whole bathroom. Really? Yeah. How did they do it? Just Idiot, kind of, like, left the tap just on, left the tap or, on right. or forgot or something, and the whole thing is fucked. The thing is, I've done that a few times. I've sort of steamed, I've been steaming my uh, my linen suit and then just went upstairs to, to the bar and just left the thing. But does that just actually flooded. work, though? Yeah, a little that. bit. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. It's not, it's not as that. good as an iron. Yeah, but. I've heard of people doing that. Mm. I'm not sure it works. 
Linen suits are fuckers, though. No matter, whichever way you slice it, they are fuckers. Well, I can't wear a linen suit because I look like the man from Del Monte. <laughs> you can get away with it. Isn't it funny how we're, we're quite a different physical profile of man? So mm. you couldn't get away with I don't think I don't think you can get away with a really long coat because you're not tall enough. Right, okay. I can. But I couldn't do I couldn't do half the things you do fashion wise because it'll make me look mental. Yeah, you should um I wear a lot of like gothy leather daddy stuff these days. You're matrix chic, aren't you? Yeah. Hey, that's coming back, isn't it? Yeah. Right, Lawrence Fishburne isn't in it. What's that about? Yeah, that's weird. That is a bit weird. I was reading it? a book about um have we got time for this? Or we gotta go. Let's go. Okay, well, I'll tell you a story about. Uh, it's right. really fucking boring, actually. Oh, and I, I, I couldn't. Op- I couldn't open the show with it, so I'm not gonna do it next time. <laughs> um, anyway, that's enough time for this week. <laughs> it is Monday, the 13th of September. That's been the nonsense that we tend to spout twice a week. You're very welcome along. Thank you for joining us. Do email us in if you have something you want us to talk about or want to make us aware of. It's hello at lukeandpeachshow.com. Twitter is at lukeandpeachshow. We'll be back on Thursday where we'll do more of your stories, more of our stories more of your battery brands and whatever else takes our fancy. Say goodbye, Pete Donaldson. Now piss off. And it's goodbye from me as well. But seriously, do piss off. The Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.